Hey everybody, welcome to the Pendulum Show. This is the third episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Yodin. And I'm Bamba. And we are so glad that you've been catching up with us for the past couple of weeks. Um, we have like what, 10 listeners now? Do we? I yeah. think I think so. Based on the stats, I saw that we have like about over 10. So basically, your dad and nine of his friends. My dad has nine friends. <laughs> Little did you know. Oh my god. <laughs> your dad has a social life. <laughs> Damn. Okay, wow. Alright, so just as we started the show last week with our new segment, called Bangang of the Week! Yes, Bangang of the Week! Last week's Bangang of the Week was quite entertaining and we have a very, quite an ed- entertaining piece over here for you today. Not so much very local, we decided to broaden our search to more international waters. Because not only Malaysians can be Bangang, lots of people can be Bangang. Yeah. It's and a universal you, quality. Exactly, Bangangs can be president now anyway. <laughs> hey man! <laughs> <laughs> Maga! <laughs> okay, so let's get into it, okay? I'm not Trump supporter. Uh, no one said that, you know. <laughs> okay, so our banger of the week. All and, the way- and- all the way from Cyprus this week. All the way from Cyprus, okay? Where is Cyprus? We'll tell you soon, lah, okay? I don't think we will. We'll just get straight into we'll it. We'll get straight into it. If you don't know Cyprus, um, look it up yourselves. Okay, so the headline reads, Bishop says, Homosexuality passed on to the unborn when pregnant women enjoy anal sex. Yep, yep. So, you they, know how parents, like, listen to classical music so that their children love music as soon as they're born? Do you like classical music? Don't you? I, I do, but I don't think my mom listened to it. While I, while I, don't I was know, in her I, womb Okay I'm pretty yes. sure Yeah but Based on that principle So you want to carry on Yeah okay So basically this bishop says That homosexuality Is transferred To the fetus When a pregnant woman Has anal sex And Enjoys it <laughs> So So If she has it And it's like Really painful <laughs> And she never wants to do it again. <laughs> your child is safe. Your son is safe. <laughs> so, the child will be gay if you have anal sex while you're pregnant. Yes. But, and if you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. The satisfaction is very important to this. So, right, this right. applies to so many other things. Like, for example, if your mom rolled over somebody while she was <laughs> pregnant with you, she just ran over someone by accident, a pedestrian in her car, and she felt really sorry about it, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but if she enjoyed it, oh no, guess you're going to be living your life in the LGBTQ. <laughs> like, if she saw Yodin walking down the street and, and really hated the pendulum show, and she sped up and knocked him over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who are yeah, then we have a problem. But then, then we if have we have haters, that means we've made it. Yeah, that that's our goal right now because yes. you you guys have been giving us so much love. We, we really don't want your love. We want your <laughs> anger and disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but that's really basically it. Yeah, somebody asked, "How are lesbians created?" <laughs> <laughs> and you then know, you know there's this uh, famous gay guy, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. He's been banned from Twitter. Yeah, but uh, he says that uh, lesbians aren't real. Lesbians are fake. <laughs> 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 the lesbians are basically women who had like bad relationships oh, and that's how we Twitter is just rubbish. <laughs> oh my, look, uh, yeah, look at Trump. He has, he has brought absolutely no value to Twitter. Th- there's a reason that he's president, you know, and Twitter is like 50% <laughs> of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. so yeah, that was Bangang of the Week, this bishop from Cyprus. Well, 
as much as we enjoy talking about bishops from Cyprus explaining the origins of homosexuality, we have uh, more relevant topics to discuss today. Yes, yes. In fact, we have a more relevant person to discuss. Yes, is an in fact another bangam, a bangam of not of the week, but has been around in this country for quite some time. It's surprising how long he's been around, considering he's not even Malaysian. Yes, I don't know if you know who we're talking about, Bamba. Say the name, Doctor Zakir Knight. He's a doctor. Yeah, he's a doctor. Like, does he operate on people? What? How? how what? Where did he? How did he become a doctor? I don't understand. Obviously, he's not. He's a, he has a PhD. He has a PhD in what? Bangamness. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. understand who. who Okay, that, that was that was weak la. That was weak. I know la, but uh, it's not it's not a. I'm not on point this week la, You know, okay, it's fine, it's fine. No, we'll just get into Doctor Zakinai. No, and we'll get into why he's on the topic today, mm. right? Because he's been in the news for the past couple of weeks for a couple of things he said. So Zakinai has been in Malaysia for a few years, and he's in exile from India because the the Indian government wants to charge him with a whole bunch of, of shit that he set up in India. Yeah, money laundering and all sorts of shit la, Incitement. Right? Yeah, you know. So, but he's been giving these charamas in Malaysia, and he should get a haircut, you know, Zakinai. For those who of you who don't know how he looks like, please actually try and like say, or maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I think he just needs to see a barber. Have you seen his beard? It's like it's not a clean beard. It's those kind of wiry kind of beards. Yeah, and you just know that there are things growing inside. Of I know. I rather <laughs> yeah. even have a patchy beard. Yeah, like or mine. like no beard, or like not have to look at him at all. Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> he should be out of the country. Okay, yeah, yeah. So before we start the show right he is a bangang for sure and whatever we're going to be talking about we are not for it we're actually I mean obviously we're talking against it like we don't want him here we don't want him speaking publicly we want to have nothing to do with him yes and we're going to tell you why right now yeah so he recently gave a charama where he said in India we Muslims are a minority here the non-Muslims the Hindus they are only 6.4% of the population but they get 100 times more rights than Muslims in India okay I don't know so much about Muslim rights in India but Yes. Alright, take him at his word. He says, good, I'm not saying take away their rights, but they have so much more rights here that they support the Prime Minister of India and not the Prime Minister of Malaysia. So he says that Hindus in Malaysia are loyal to Prime Minister Narendra Modi, who I can guarantee you, right? (laughs) 90% 90% of Hindus in Malaysia have not heard of Narendra Modi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why? Where is he getting these numbers from? <laughs> like, is there a vast supporters club for Narendra Modi in Malaysia? Like, wh- where, where, where has he seen the like rallies in support of Modi in Malaysia? Is it like, Twitter? I'm going to ask the Indians who listen to our show, which is Yodin's dad. Like, how much do you know about Modi? <laughs> My dad might know. Your dad might know. He takes it. But he's not a Hindu. Ah. Neither of our parents are Hindus. Maybe that's why we don't know that much about Modi. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why we don't. We're know not authorities on what Hindus believe and what yeah, yeah. and who they know. Yeah. But I think it's pretty safe to say that no one gives a fuck about Modi. Like. Yeah. He has no absolute power in this country or how we govern it yeah. at all. And that's not the only thing he said this week. Yes. So ah, this is the clincher. So la. he said that. He, so a lot of people said that Zakir Naik should be sent home. What is he doing in this country? And uh, what did he say to that? Yodi? Yes. Malaysia became fully Muslim. Then you have the Chinese coming, the Indians coming, the British coming. They are our new guests. Okay? But essentially, he said, the Chinese aren't born here. Yeah. Most of them. Maybe the new generations, yes. Like, only the millennial Chinese have been born Only here. the millennial Chinese. The rest were born in like, Shanghai. And, and the Egypt. Chinese have been here longer than the Indians, right? I'm pretty sure. They were here even before the British came here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, so he said, the Chinese were the guests before me. So 
if you want the new guest to go first, ask the old guest to go back. How old is Zakir Naid? <laughs> <laughs> so he wants... So if you want to deport him, you have to deport all the millions of Chinese first and then only you can get to Zakir Naik. He's like uh, number 5 million on the list of mm. people to deport. So this guy, Zakir Naik, is a Muslim preacher. What the hell is he doing commenting on racial politics in Malaysia? Uh, I don't know. Okay, yeah, but he's, you know, he had a lot of prominence in Malaysia. We have quoted our good Malay Muslim friend who shall not be named. So from him, we learned that um, Zakir Naik's preachings were quite prominent and quite famous in Malaysia and was being shared across communities even before the internet was really quite popular in Malaysia and they revered him as defender as of Islam. guardian of Islam in Malaysia. So so what's special about Zakir Naik is he doesn't just preach on Islam. He compares Islam to other religions and shows how Islam is quote-unquote superior to other religions. Mm. So it's seen that he's defending Islam against the encroachment of other religions. But okay, essentially the point of us talking about Zakir Naik is right now after saying those statements made by him last week um, there's been a lot of public outcry on not allowing him to speak at public events right so it brings in the question of freedom of speech in this country we're not we don't like what he said for sure but we're going to be discussing should he be free to say those things right things on his mind yeah because where do you draw the line on yeah. on speech like one of the major grievances against the previous government was yeah. that they restricted free speech yeah and that was because it was speech that they didn't like but now there's speech that we don't like yeah and we also want to restrict it yes so I'm going to give you the perspective of, of why there should be fewer restrictions on speech or as few restrictions as possible yeah and we, we'll see how this could work in Malaysia mm. right mm. so it all comes down to the question of uh, why do you have a right to speak in the first place okay before we get into that the lines that people draw on free speech even in the most free speech loving societies in the world yeah and looking at you America so the line that they draw is only at incitement to violence so if I tell you go out there and chop this guy up with your parang yeah that's where we draw the line because you're Americans have I, th- I think they have all manner of weapons lah. but they probably won't use parang probably it's easier to get a gun than a parang in America <laughs> exactly <laughs> but but you see this in but you see this debate happening in America too where they say that Trump has been raising the temperature and raising and making the political climate unstable and that's what's resulting in these mass shootings in, in America right yeah yeah so their principle is that unless you direct you directly instruct somebody to commit violence that there shouldn't be a restriction on on what on the opinions you're allowed to offer now this can be a good thing in the in the right society mm. because free speech it's it's essential to to human dignity right every person has worth first of all every person has worth every person this has is worth. A, this is quickly becoming a TED talk la. yeah it is becoming a TED talk <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should dial it back a bit. Like. Okay, the first problem obviously is who sets the line, right? Like yeah. who decides which opinions are acceptable and are not. Yes. Right? And yes. If, if you're going to say it's the government, yeah. the government is not an unbiased player here. Oh yeah, like of the course. Go- everyone in power has a motivation to keep himself in power and what they're going to do is to restrict those opinions which can get them out of power. Yes. And we in Malaysia have a long experience oh, of this. Oh, we're all too familiar with that. Like, yeah. Exactly. And this is what inevitably happens 
you you end up restricting speech, mm. which is against the government. Mm-hmm. Even that, nobody is impartial, right? Like no. Yeah, I mean, it is human nature for you to be yeah. partial. Yeah, and in a free society, instead of operating on these terms, you want to operate in terms of ideas. So if you have a bad idea, the best way you would say to defeat a bad idea is with a better idea, mm. right? And and that's where you can disprove to them the validity of their their opinion. You yes. can disprove to them the truthfulness of what they're saying. And like this comes down to do I have a right to think freely and have my own thoughts without uh, my opinions being dictated to me by somebody else yes. you know okay fine you are free to say your ideas and opinions but then there's a very fine line mm. of those opinions and ideas being viewed or perceived yeah. as hate speech yeah that's right? true so how would you go about that? So it comes down to definitions. Like this is in terms of offending people, right? Yes. Because what hate speech is, is it is offensive to a certain group of people. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, I will use the example of Christianity, right? Like people yes. criticize Christianity all the time yeah. in the most like vulgar terms. Yeah. You know, I find it very offensive. Yes. But should I be able to stop you from saying what you like about it? I, I think that in fact, it gives me the opportunity to explain my idea more thoroughly, explain my religion in a more uh, full sense to give you a better understanding mm. and maybe even improves my understanding because it forces me to think about why I hold this opinion in the first place yes yeah and at the end of the day everybody uh, everybody should have the freedom of will uh, and the right to choose what they believe in for themselves mm. it comes down to every, every individual having this you, you can't violate their right to hold their own thoughts, basically. Yeah. Okay, so personally, I feel, on the other hand, that there should be some restrictions on freedom of speech that is not exactly absolute and cannot be applied generally. Because words that are propagated through mediums, social media especially, right, mm. carry so much of weight to people and can easily mobilize people towards taking actions which can cause violence and harm. Even though you don't indirectly say, you know, this group of people over here at the corner, yeah. go and kill them. I'm not saying that. But yeah. in a way, because I am propagating words that could... You're ins- making people hate each other. And yeah, eventually yeah. somebody's going to act out on it. Yeah, yeah if, if I said negative words without explicitly yeah. being... Without explicitly saying, go kill this group of people, go harm this group of people, doesn't mean that the actions won't be taken. Doesn't mean that they won't, yeah. right? So that's why I feel that it cannot be absolute in the sense of in modern society, eh, yeah. maybe. I would ask you, okay, like if it's not the intention of the speaker mm-hmm. that his, the listeners carry out violent acts based on yeah. what he says, yeah. should his, his speech still be restricted on the grounds that it could result in people committing violence? Context, I think, is quite important. I believe that everyone should have the right to speak as an individual. Mm. But it also takes into context of the platforms you're, you're speaking on yeah. and the subject. Like, like who you're that, speaking to. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're generally trying to suggest people to take or to create an outcome from your speech yeah. rather than actually try and um, create discourse and yeah. discussion. And if it's a negative way, then yeah, I feel that there should be a restriction. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, this is the whole idea of you cannot tolerate intolerance. Yeah. That, that, okay. That's an idea. Uh, that's an idea that some people have. Yeah. That you cannot allow those opinions yeah. to be propagated which threaten free speech itself. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There's a point of view. Do you want to give like some examples maybe of where it didn't work out? Okay, yeah. So, you know, I don't have to look very far behind. Think about Nazis. Nazi Germany, okay? First of all, Nazis, <laughs> are, Nazis are really bad people. <laughs> they are fucking bad, okay? <laughs> Millions of people died. Yeah, just in case you don't know... 
they get yeah carry on really. Yeah, yeah, they're bad people. Okay, but the reason how these people came into power for these people, all these other millions of people that died, was because speech wasn't restricted for them. Mm. They were able to express their ideas, bad ideas, yeah, through massive platforms that had a massive wider reach. Like they were a political party in Germany, right? Yeah, exactly. And people actually like voted for them. Well. Yeah, democratically they came into power through the democratic process and gave them the platform to propagate their hatred messages mm. which then resulted into millions of people dying. Yeah, so there was like widespread indoctrination. Exactly. Yeah, and like probably if you interviewed an average German during World War II, yeah. he probably supported Hitler, he loved Hitler, he had a picture of Hitler in his house, uh, his son was in the Hitler youth and, and so on. So yeah, and now Nazi propaganda is banned in Germany when he was yeah. Not when it was so prominent not too long ago. We haven't even yeah. reached a hundred years yet. Yeah. So so in Germany, like they they take this point of view that spreading these ideas in itself is dangerous, right? Yeah. And exactly. they don't allow you to wear the swastika. They don't allow you to print Hitler's pub, uh, writings. For yeah. Example. Exactly. Exactly. So if he Hitler and by extension the Nazis as well yeah. were restricted, we could have probably avoided all of that. Probably is a small definitely. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's the whole like would you go back in time? I mean, kill baby. Look. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Here's the problem. The Nazis, when they started out as a movement, yeah. they were initially restricted like Hitler spent the 20s he spent a lot a large part of the 20s in jail mm. because the government clamped down on these ultra-nationalists and, yeah, and put them yeah. away and tried to stop them from spreading the ideas mm. but when you restrict speech it doesn't disappear the ideas rather don't disappear with the Nazis it went underground they fair, used fair. more subversive channels so the message was being spread in a way which was not visible to the people in power it's just like you know an example today is 4chan right have you heard of 4chan? no so 4chan is an online messaging board and it's got a lot of offshoots. 4chan? This, yeah, 4chan. Where is this? Have you not heard of 4chan? No, I'm not. What How many people here who know 4chan? I don't of, know. What kind of a millennial are you? Uh, <laughs> 4chan is where memes came from in the first place. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. so slow in the meme game too. Yeah. Like. I'm, yeah. I'm catching up, I'm catching yeah. up. But yeah. So, but. so 4chan is, is this anonymous messaging board where people have gone to express ideas there which are not allowed on the major platforms yeah. and, th- and there's where white nationalists share their manifestos and so on this is the kind of the same thing which happened in Germany they first of all use subversive channels and secondly what was it called in Germany back then what was 4chan called in I don't know they probably had like a lot of tin cans and rope and some some, some kind of contraption <laughs> of course, like that of course. that's one problem the second problem is that when you restrict the spreading of ideas through speech they, they spread the ideas through violence and mm. the Nazis what did they do they had the black shirts they used mob violence to seize power mm. Even when they became the government, they clamped down on all other political parties by using mob violence to to shut down businesses, to shut down newspapers, and and to clamp down on all their political opponents. So you can argue that if the Nazis had 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 been forced to debate their ideas, mm. then they would have been defeated. I mean, that is a point of view. Mm. Yeah. So restriction creates fiction. Yes, and restriction pushes things into the into the background yeah. instead of bringing them to the light of day. Mm. So you can argue maybe that that if Zakir Naik wasn't allowed to speak in Charamas, he would be spreading his message like through YouTube videos or things like that, where mm. you're not really able to to restrict access to it as well. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So I mean, if you take the example of the KKK, so the KKK was really prominent after the Civil War, mm. right? And right, if you go to compare them today, they have lost a lot of their prominence within society yet they still exist 
but the volume of their members has significantly decreased and I guess it was probably the result of people as well the democracy in America developed and progressed and yeah. allowed for more exchange of ideas yeah. and opinions to be shared and then when that happened I guess it just automatically naturally lost its prominence in society yeah because people realised that, that these were bad ideas yeah and and if you take the average white person in America today mm. he's not a KKK member even if you go to the most the deep the deep south you won't find people generally who support the KKK members of the KKK yeah they probably people. might have similar sentiments but they wouldn't yeah. officially be in the KKK yeah like these people are more prominent in the media than they are in real life now yeah 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 agree, yeah they don't win elections for example mm, mm. yeah but does this really apply in Malaysia uh. so here's the the crux of the the problem this may be an ideal society where people can exchange ideas freely yeah. and you can debate them and defeat bad ideas yeah. through speech yeah. but I think we can both agree that, mm. in, that you need to have certain conditions for, for this kind of exchange of ideas to occur yeah yeah, and that's the problem that conditions for freedom it sounds really weird lah, but I guess in Malaysia it needs to be necessary I guess yeah so I think there's like a, a progression in society yeah. and where some certain western countries have progressed to the stage where they can have this debate mm. without it Evolving into violence mm, mm. but those conditions probably don't exist here we're not there mm, yet yeah. we're not a mature society like define okay define mature society so I would say a mature society when they are offended with an idea yeah they attempt to have a debate or they attempt to think of why this idea is wrong instead of just uh, clamping their mouth over the person who's saying it like yeah, if okay. you, yeah like if you say nasty stuff about me instead of punching you in the face I'm, I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong right right yeah but we, we don't have that here we, we don't really have that here we, we have some acceptance of free speech but we also have lots of people who react to it instead of reacting to it with better ideas they react to it with protest violence and, and so on this, mm. this is a problem like in many countries throughout the world they just they take it as at face value and then act upon it straight away yeah well we're not speaking for most Malaysians but there, you know there are a few people who might do that. there are groups like you know uh, the mobs which, which pull down crosses sometimes at small churches this yeah. happens even in, in KL of all places yeah, 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 yeah. so the conditions don't exist it takes time for people to get used to this kind of free exchange mm. so Malaysians need to think about the difference between debating ideas and just merely taking offence many of us are ready to debate ideas based on their merits mm. but I think we'll agree that it's not the whole population yeah I, I guess that's true la, you know we, I mean we can think like this purely based on our upbringing alone and the people that we we're surrounded by through socialization and many other factors la. and that has allowed us to even do this fucking podcast yeah. in the first place and have this sort of debate and discussion the fact is many people well the people that matter really are not us you know mm. are not the people in KL it's the other people who live in rural areas and they have little, little to no access to proper channels um, of information of yeah. information that allows them to grow. and it's not their fault it's, it's not, not their, their fault. fault at all it's not but I guess you know from, from that you're right like without the tools to progress they're gonna have to take whatever the only source of information for instance Zaki Naik I'm not sure how strong his following is with the hardliners in this country yeah but it I mean at a point it was I mean a lot 
lot of Malays and all Muslims supported Zakir Naik because he was seen as the guardian of Islam, as we said previously. Yeah, right? and he right? spoke in support of the Palestinians and yeah. so on. And you hear these these snippets of what he says, and yeah, he, yeah, and, and and you don't hear about the whole context of of the yeah. ideas that he's. Uh, and he was famous thinking. pre pre the internet phase, you know. Yeah. So you know, if this is going to be your only channel of information coming to you, then obviously, I mean, I would I can't blame you for thinking in such a way. But obviously, it would be ideal if I were to meet you, you should hopefully you're mature enough to uh, have, a discussion. have a discussion with me. Ex- not accept my ideas, but accept that they're different and we can just move on peacefully. And, and this comes down to the whole problem of tolerance in this country. Yeah, Our idea of tolerance is not about a debate of ideas. It's about you have your opinions and yeah. I have no right to tell you that you're wrong. That, that's the impression that we have. We don't... I tell you you're wrong all the time. You do. La. We, we have progressed beyond tolerance. You know, we are, oh, wow. I tell you, I mean, I think a lot of people might tell Bamba they're wrong. Not in, not in terms of anything we're talking about, but in other things, lah. Like. Yeah, and I'm, I'm willing to, to take it and, and talk ah. to you about it. But, but what we learn in, in school is not about how to have a discussion. Mm. Rather, what we learn in school is basically how to ignore the things that we don't like about other people mm. in, purely in the cause of living together peacefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you can't, for example, have a proper debate about religion in this country. Yeah, you, you cannot compare religions properly in this mm. country. Mm. For this, for this reason, right? Oh, right. Yeah, you know, okay, wait, we read a headline from Mahathir today. Yeah. Right? He said that Zake Naik is not really welcome in this country or his freedom of speech has been... Should be... Received. Should be revoked. Yeah. Because he has touched on racial politics. Yeah. But when he was talking about religion, no he was problem. all... Yeah, exactly. All good. Yeah. But why? Why, why yeah. this? Yeah. So we have these weird red lines which we don't want to cross. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know whether that reflects badly on anybody but it's just the way things are in Malaysia right now like when he was only talking about is- Islam and why Islam is a superior yeah. religion yeah. we we can watch from afar and just ignore it or tune it out as non-Muslims yeah. but as soon as he gets into racial politics oh then uh, then it oh touches no you should know, get the fuck out yeah I mean okay that just doesn't make sense to me lah okay so yeah the first problem with free speech is first of all that we are not used to having a free and open debate mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. like uh, even when we even when we have elections our politicians don't debate each other they just sort of speak over each other or, or, or throw stones at each other basically right yeah so that's one problem a second problem is that we value the community over the individual so I'm not talking about yeah, the community yeah, yeah. of Malaysians as a whole I'm talking about the racial communities you know the Malay community yeah, yeah. we're not viewed as individuals we're viewed as a collective in groups yeah we always talk about what the Chinese think or yeah. how the Chinese behave or yeah, what yeah. Indians do you know yeah. we don't talk about what Yodin did or what give me a Chinese person who you know uh, Darren yeah we don't talk about uh, what the opinions Darren holds as an individual we only talk about the group yes and this is the whole conflict between the community and the individual if we just view individuals as individuals on their own that they have their own opinions own value own uh, faults then we would have less of a problem with free speech but because we view people as part of our community we think that because you're a member of that community you must hold the opinions of the, the majority yeah, in yeah, that yeah. community so it's just basically that generalization uh, work towards the favor of the rulers like it's easier to govern that way right but yeah. 
as we progress and more people are mixing around with more cultures and races, that's not really the case anymore, lah, right? Even I mean, l- large parts of Malaysia is still quite communal. Yeah. But I think we'll reach a point where it won't be the case. We are getting least. beyond that. Like, as we become more urban, yeah, exactly, content, exactly. People are mixing more. The lines don't really uh, apply anymore. They're sort of breaking down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it definitely takes a long time, especially in this country where we are so used to governing in this way. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Agree. I agree. Yeah, so what do you think it will take for us to get to this this stage where we can be a free and open society where we can have a debate on ideas without violence and without widespread outcry? No. Mm. Or maybe some people might still think that no matter what, there still should be some restrictions. Do you think that's possible? I think it's I think it's possible as you progress that there are certain restrictions yeah. on speech. But as people become, I would I would like to say society becomes more mature. Yeah. Then it's possible. To okay, fine. We'll use mature as. The for lack of a better word yeah then it's possible to free up speech a bit more to allow people to express themselves more freely I mean it's not to say that society progresses in a certain direction only like in in western countries Mm -hmm. they're actually sort of regressing and it's because people get their news and their opinions from from their own their own bubbles right yeah and and this is a phenomenon that you're seeing happening here Mm. people don't have the same sources like 4chan which which you have never heard of for example it's in my bubble but not yours I, I I beg of you you 10 people hopefully more who are listening please tell me if you knew what the hell 4chan was before Bamba said it we're doing a politics podcast and you do not know about 4chan I'm very disappointed in you really. uh, <laughs> what What do you get your like news every, from 4chan every mass shooter posts his manifesto on 4chan or something that looks like 4chan and what yeah so why I mean, why should I be ascribing to this you, you don't need to be ascribing to this you just need to know it exists okay there, fine there, I there didn't are Am I more mature enough? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I really that is the know. caveat to becoming a more mature <laughs> society. Everybody go on fortune. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just look at. I mean, it's it's like a. I think once it's like ev- a worse form of Reddit. Uh, I think yeah. once everyone gets a Reddit account, we have collectively become a more mature audience. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's where we stand right now in Malaysia. It would be ideal to have a free and open society, but you can't impose that on people. You can't expect people to to accept those values out of hand mm. you need to have some kind of progress I, I would think that maybe it starts with our leaders mm. because people tend to take opinions from their leaders here yeah. and if if our politicians start talking a bit more about freedom of expression yeah. and what we should aspire to instead yeah. of caving into this kind of communal mindset yeah. then that would be a step in the right direction but I honestly personally believe that we will never reach that for because for as long as because we know that this problem starts from the top right yeah. and there are structures placed to maintain the top yeah. and, and as long as that is true and that maintains we cannot ever reach that point where we can have a free and open debate because it will always be a point where one value will be valued more than mm. another yeah that's true that's true. Yeah. so I don't know whether it starts from the top or the bottom but at least we should have an ideal which we aspire to reach as a country no nobody got here straight away no no society in the world was born uh, with this set of values they had to yeah. develop them over time like yeah, if you look at Europe they used to be incredibly restrictive on free speech you had the Spanish Inquisition right <laughs> <laughs> yes nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition <laughs> And if you don't get that joke, <laughs> stop listening right now. 
<laughs> okay, go on. Yeah, and and over time you had the Renaissance and the Enlightenment, and people started talking about the value of the individual, and it took hundreds of years and lots of beheadings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But you have now eventually, eventually a relatively free and open society where all a diverse range of opinions is tolerated. Mm. Uh, hopefully, one day we'll get there. Maybe it won't even be in our lifetimes. But inshallah, are you allowed to say that? Yeah, I oh, think I am. You should be. Yeah, I should yeah. be right. But does Zaki Knight come chasing after you as soon as he hears? Inshallah. Well, you know what? If he wants, he, he has a problem, then both of us can leave. Like, we should eh? have him on the podcast. We should have Zaki Knight on the podcast. You think we can give him a haircut. I would just chop off his beard. Like, <laughs> just leave the rest of his hair on, but chop off that beard, <laughs> or at least like comb it and get rid of the tangles. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because that honestly I don't really give a damn what he says it's the beer that's really off exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay okay alright that's a good place to, to, to round it off tonight I think yep so uh, thanks for listening in as always please send in your opinions we got like one email on our last podcast we got, we really but very appreciative that one email is a very long inquisitive email into our thoughts From, we're not again we're not experts on it but then not as we are doing yeah. right now we love to have a discussion so yeah. whoever, and shout out to our the guy who wrote in his name is Sean Yang Sean Yang what's up <laughs> yeah that, that's the kind of listener that we aspire to have you know Yes. Uh, yeah, and who knows if you have an interesting enough uh, perspective, maybe you can come on the show with us. And yeah, that'd be fantastic. We yeah. need more than two people in my bedroom. Okay, <laughs> our studio. Our studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, yes, studio. Yes. So that's it for the for all the sponsors this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's let's close it up. You didn't. We've been talking for like forty minutes. I think. I think most of our listeners have tuned out at this point. Let's call it a night. Alright, good night everybody. Or oh, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is. Whenever um, you're listening, yeah. Yep. Thanks for listening to The Pendulum Show, episode 3. Hope to see you again next week. 